All right, Justin, it's going to be a toughie. Sing me a song that makes you want to dance. Hmm. A song that makes me want to do it. Um, <laughs> you man, know, when I said I it's even... going to be a toughie, I was, I thought I was joking. It, this is tough for me. I know. I know you don't dance, but I figured there's a song you might want to like bop to or something out there just somewhere <laughs> in all the ethos that is music. I thought there was one song that you're like, nah, I can dance to that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could have played it safe and like nope. done white people at a wedding and done cha-cha slide or something. <laughs> I guess I could have. Nope. I got nothing, man. I don't know. Jackson don't, doesn't like, dance. I Never? seriously thought there was just one song ever that would. All right. I mean, every now and let me then, try, but let I don't me try know this. songs. I'm, I'm trying to help you out here. Let's try one more. Let's try it. I'm going to twist <laughs> it a little bit. Sing me a song that just makes you want to move your body in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, I don't know. You put your right hand in. You put your right hand down. <laughs> and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. Hokey pokey. I feel like those aren't the full like right words. <laughs> they aren't abridged. So I think I'll take that as a loss for you. But it's a dance song. It gives you direction. Yeah, but I don't think you said the right words. <laughs> oh. that's why i don't think it counts and it's also because i was looking for nod your head black suits coming so uh okay for, for that for the for the the second kind i was that's what i was looking for is nod your head i honestly thought you would have at least done like a metallica song like it makes you want to headbang or jump or something or like a or song, your you, song you come out to. out to yeah or you could have done kanye's power because you know you raise your flag and shit you walk. That's moving your body. <laughs> All of those are infinitely better than the hokey pokey. <laughs> oh, yeah, that does count, huh? Yeah, I could have used those. And you might not have Oof. fucked up the words on those. So, all right, Heather, yours is different. Since you are a dancer, sing me a song that makes you not want to dance. <laughs> you put your right hand in, you put your right <laughs> I do not want to dance to that one. Does that count? Oddly enough, that works in this scenario. Great. <laughs> Even though you fucked up the words, it works because you're supposed to not dance. So by fucking them up, you're not doing it right. You're not dancing. That's is that the wrong word? <laughs> wow, these rules. Well, you stopped halfway through, so you didn't complete it. So no, it doesn't count. Like I'm saying that's still oh, wrong. You can finish it. Got it. Because I don't believe at any point in the song, the hokey pokey is... Oh, just start laughing in the middle of it and not finish it. Now, you know, I only do about five seconds of singing and then I'm just, I'm done with it. It's the fucking hokey pokey. You could have sang it. <laughs> mm, I, I could like, have, but it also like makes me not want to sing. I feel like you went longer whenever you sang Cotton Eye Joe. If you can sing more Cotton Eye Joe than this, you're still doing <laughs> it wrong. At this point, that's just to disturb your soul because you hate it so much. That's rude. That's rude. <laughs> and for that, you're also taking a loss. Oh, man. I know. I saw that's great points for my defense. Yes, I do have the football game on while we're recording because I just have to. I have to see the foot, the football. But on that note, let's just go ahead and play the theme song. 
Hey, Cine fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinemaslators podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And today, we are doing another movie off Heather's Essential List with Step Up to the Streets. We will talk about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with this movie. And as always, we will be doing spoiler-free recommendations and scores, then spoilers. So if you need to skip around or anything like that, there will be a time code in the description below or sideways. I don't know how what podcast apps you're using. It's wherever you would find the notes for the podcast. So with that, like I said, Heather, it's your movie. You go first. Okay. Um, so this movie is on my list because I can watch this a million times and still love every dance sequence in this movie. It's fun. It's got really good music. It's a great soundtrack. Um, you know, the acting, it could be, you know, better because that's just how it is with both, most of these movies. (laughs) But I will say this acting is probably better than, most of the other step up movies um they're my favorite characters and character dynamics of all of the step up movies um yeah i don't know it's just it's i i mean i did see you know the first step up movie and it was fine but this one for whatever reason it just was like i just loved this one i ever since i first saw this one i was like man this is just such a fun movie yeah, people probably think I'm crazy. You know, a lot of people aren't a fan and a lot of people might not specifically like the second one, but I love the second step up to the step up to movie, which is step up to the streets. And yeah, I mean, it's not one of those where <laughs> like it's it's also just going to be one of those where there's not a whole lot you can spoil anyway with this movie. But it's just I don't know what it is about this movie. Like. I don't really want to say it's like a guilty pleasure movie because I I would recommend like watching this on just a day with my friends. Like I love this movie. It's so much fun. I don't know. It's just there's not really a whole lot I could say unless we get into more specifics of the movie other than just the soundtrack is awesome and I I mean the you know when they do like final battles which doesn't give anything away, I watch it over and over. I love it. It's a great battle scene. And I don't know. It's just there's something about it that makes me love it every time I watch it. That's really all I know to say. That's not going to kind of spoil some of it. Um, (laughs) I mean, storyline is pretty basic and very similar in a way to, you know, the first one and probably the other ones, too. But it's not a very, you know, complex story. It's a very simple, basic story you know, um, of a girl who's, you know, trying to do something that she has to do to survive, whatever, and, um, makes a bunch of random ragtag friends and gets a crew together. That's pretty much what this movie's about. And yeah, it's just, it's just fun. I don't know really how else to explain why I like this movie other than it's just a fun movie to watch. Justin, what about you? Cool. So, um, so yeah, this is my first time, uh, watching, uh, any of the step up movies. So I'm kind of coming in on part two. So I don't know how part one necessarily could connects with this. I mean, I got the sense that, uh, that Channing Tatum 
was in this for a part. And uh, and I got the and I could tell that he was significant or I guess he won something um, in the first movie. So I could kind of tell that maybe that was the connection uh, to the first one or, or at least the character. Um, the Andy character kind of seemed like she knew people maybe connected to the first one, or at least she knew him. So I, I could tell that there was some sort of roots to the first movie, but uh, that that was all I could um, infer just having not seen the first movie. So I really didn't have anything to compare this to or uh, other than just other uh, dance movies I've seen and uh, things like that. Um, and I mean, as far as a movie, I mean, it just it, it just feels familiar to a uh, uh, pretty much that formula of um, other dance movies and things like that. The, the, there aren't any surprises if you've seen that that kind of movie. I mean, it pretty much plays out the same kind of way. You know, you have a character who um you know, you have this character and there's some reason for dancing or being in the dance competition, or maybe they've got some talent, but it hasn't been, something hasn't been realized. And, you know, it's just a little journey about that. And maybe you maybe you find some love along the way and stuff like that, or like-minded people. And, you know, it's just, I mean, nothing about the narrative surprises or anything like that. But uh but to what Heather said, I do agree that um I, I did like the soundtrack. There were a lot of familiar tunes that uh that are in this and popular music that's in this. So, you know, it, it was nice hearing some songs that I hadn't heard in a while. Uh and the and the dance numbers were good. Um I mean, they they were pretty good. I don't know if they were great, but I mean, I, I didn't feel like there was anything that was just like, oh, man, this is next level dance. And I, I never really felt like that. Um, but the final scene is de- the final dance number uh, with the rain is definitely the best one. The, that one definitely stood out. And I thought that that one had the most ambition and energy to it out of all the rest of them. So I think that the, the rest of them pale in comparison to that one. So that one I, I think was really good. So, yeah, I think that, um, you know, overall, if you're a fan of this kind of genre of film, then, you know, it, it, it it's basically what it is what it is like the story is just to get from dance number a to dance number b to dance number (laughs) c to dance number d and that's pretty much what it is so it just lives and breathes on uh if you like that sort of thing and the cast is attractive you know i thought that the lead was cute there there are handsome people in this and you know they smile and the dance and stuff and you know that's enough to carry the the movie through it's it's got some attractive leads and they do carry this movie um and i mean i think that if that's what you're going for if that's your cup of tea then yeah you'll you'll definitely enjoy this so like a little secret behind the scenes action goes is this this was technically also on my list uh I I have a very high fondness for the step up franchise. 
uh, all of them to a degree, some to lesser degrees, but all of them in general. And, and, and yes, Justin, you are correct with, with Channing Tatum to a degree. He didn't necessarily win anything, but uh, he was, he was at MSA a little bit uh, through the movie because of community service. He had to like clean up there and then he ended up dancing with one of the students and all this other stuff. So it, he's kind of like becomes an alumni ish type of thing for MSA and grew up in the same neighborhood as the Andy character. So that's kind of the, okay. the loose tie in is and that's pretty much it. And it takes place literally at the same school and, you know, same city as the first one. Uh, but with that, um, there's not really m- many other tie ins. Now, with the Step Up franchise, this is my favorite of, of, of them all. I do think it has, it is a dated, but a better soundtrack. I do like some of the dance sequences better in this. I like the character dynamics a little bit better in this, even though a lot of these characters show up in numer- numerous other movies. Like the character Moose is in 2, 3, 4, and 5. Uh, uh, and a lot of the, the, the people from uh from this movie are in three four and five also but he gets a more expanded role and all this other stuff but uh with that though i mean one reason why i absolutely love this movie is the song they use for the final or one of the songs they use for the final dance sequence which is timbaland's bounce and i just love that Mm -hmm. song so much and i do think it is a little weird that they censor some of the words in that song when some of the words in that song are also words that some of the characters said in the movie. (laughs) And so that's a little weird that whenever they do that, you know, they're censoring words that their own characters said. And I just find that odd, but in general, I still very much like that. Uh, I do think there are some, and I, I, I do agree with Heather that there really isn't much to say as far as spoilers go. I mean, how do you spoil a dance movie? You know, <laughs> people's going to fucking dance. I mean, spoiler alert. <laughs> the end of the movie is people dancing. Right. Like, and yes, the main crew wins. Like, go fucking figure. Okay. Right. Like, this wasn't going to be like the first season of Glee where they lose at regionals. Okay. Like this, that's, it is what it is. You know, they are there. Um. But I mean, I still, I don't know. I just, I have a very big fondness for this movie. I, and in some ways I can't necessarily explain it. I, I mean, I really do like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Brianna, uh, Evigan, uh, uh, who uh-huh. plays Andy, who's the main character. Uh, she also shows up in five, which I think is great. Um, but I really like her and, uh, Harry Shum Jr. is in this which, you know, people who watch Glee might remember him. Yeah, he's awesome. You know, he played Mike Chang in that. Uh, but yeah, because he, he's traditionally a dancer. So, like, he came from the dancing world, and I think he actually got his big break being one of the silhouette, silhouetted dancers from the old Apple iPod commercials. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. But, you know, I mean, this it's just full of fucking dance people. You know, and like I said, you might not ever really see these people in other things. And very few of them are actually actors. You know, some of them might have become actors. 
But for the most part, you can tell that their main thing is dance. The acting is not what you would call the best in any way, shape, or form. But, I mean, and, and just like Heather said, I don't want to call this a guilty pleasure. Because a guilty pleasure kind of means that there's something bad about this. And as bad as certain aspects are with it, I very much still just enjoy it as a collective whole. Now, I will say this, and it gets better in some of the later movies. I am actually not as much of a fan of these solo dance sequences. They all just kind of seem a little weird. Uh, And that's everybody. Everybody in this movie, I don't really like these solo dance sequences. I like it when they are the crew dance sequences or the rehearsal dance sequences. You know, when it's like the crew all practicing together and they're doing, you know, they're all doing individual solo type of things in some of these shots. But I'm not counting that as a solo dance. I'm talking about like when Andy's doing her tryout. I don't really like that dance. I don't really like moose dancing on the stairs. I don't really like seeing, I don't know, main character McGee. I don't really care about him or his name. Um, but whenever he's dancing, uh, like rehearsing it by himself uh, up against a mirror, I think that that is some really whack fucking dancing. But <laughs> as a group and as a collective, I do find it very fun. You can see some of the engagement in there. Now, I will say this. There is a very weird scene where four of the males just sit there and like hold their shirts up, staring in the mirror, looking at their own abs together. Why? And don't get me wrong. I've got zero problem with seeing some nice male abs. I'm kind of I kind of feel cheated that Channing Tatum makes a cameo in this movie And I don't get to see Channing Tatum's abs (laughs) because those are some abs that are worth seeing. And I'm not also trying to, you know, discredit or shame the men in this movie when they were showing their abs. They have all, they all have nice abs. It's just a weirdly (laughs) framed shot at a very weird time. It has no flow to it whatsoever. And it kind of takes away from the rest of the scenes they were doing, which kind of breaks up the flow of that montage dance rehearsal. So that's my main complaints with that. Like with that specific scene is it's just so out of place. It just feels very weird with why and how they chose to do it. I feel like if they were going to do something like that, they could have just done it in a better way. Or also at least let me see Channing Tatum's abs also. I mean, we got to see him in a tank top. Which is nice. Don't get me wrong. Man is stacked. It's a nice thing to look at. But if you're if you're not giving me chan if you're not giving me Channing, I don't necessarily need anyone else. Just keep that in mind, people. Oh what? But what 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 is your qualms with my Channing Tatum love? I have no qualms with it. I I mean I don't ag- agree with it, but I don't have a Shut qualm your mouth. with it. <laughs> I don't want to hear that garbage. He's, he's all right. Don't want to hear he's the not garbage. My favorite. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. <laughs> Out your damn mind. And this is not the first time I've said this. And this won't be the last time I said this. You need to watch some more Magic Mike. You need to watch some more Channing Tatum hate fuck a floor. 
Because it's quick sexy. side note. <laughs> quick side note to anybody who is listening. One of the first like conversations that I had with Sterling when we worked together, he was defending Channing Tatum to the women of our office. <laughs> so this is like a real deep insane. love. Like, <laughs> and it, like, cause they were talking about like, Oh, he's not attractive. That motherfucker is top three male at all time. I'm not <laughs> saying he's not attractive. I'm just not specifically attracted to him. No top That's all I'm three saying. all time. In the history you know, of mankind, he's in the top three. Okay. <laughs> Agree to disagree, but that's no, fine. I, I have no problems game. with it. There's no agreeing to disagreeing. I'm right. You're wrong. Channing Tatum is a gorgeous, gorgeous man. And okay. <laughs> just your denial of it is ridiculous. But yes. The I'm not reason, saying he's ugly. I know, but you're... you're are you saying he's not top three all time? I am saying that. Exactly. Yes. I'm, I'm actually going to go out and on a limb and say he's top five all humanity. <laughs> oh, my. Dang. <laughs> I'm curious to know who your number one is, if you know. Well, the, the, the weird thing about that is, as I said, my top five is at least three men and two women. Or, I mean, I guess there could be a non-binary or non, you know something like that in there too, I suppose. But I'm saying at least there's three men in my top five because I just said he's top three all time of men. And I just said he's top five all time humanity. I don't know. I just make numbers up in my head. But this is true. I mean, all time, all time. I got to pick the top one. Yeah. I mean, I honestly thought it might be Channing, but you know, that's why I was like, if you have someone higher up, I'd like to know who that is. Honestly, all time, all time. It's got to be Kelly. I can get on board with that. My, I do love, love, me some my Kelly. love for Kelly knows no bounds. And she might be one of the few people in the history of people that I would consistently choose over Channing Tatum. That's a deep, deep love. Daniel Fishel's in there too, though. Okay. I mean, I, I also would choose both of them over Channing, so I get it. <laughs> I didn't say I chose Danielle over Channing. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Anyway, anyways, we, this is going to be a different conversation. We've gone very far off course here. Thanks a lot. Sorry, Heather. Justin. But. Oh, I was entertained by it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking ridiculous. I, I just want to know if Justin leans more on my side or more on Sterling's side with the Channing Tatum debate. And it's fine either way. I'm just wondering. Uh, to each his own? <laughs> <laughs> no, See, Justin. that's what I said. None of that was reasonable right shit. You choose one. Was that, was that the right <laughs> answer? Who's right? I thought Heather. it was. There's no gray. There's no nothing. It's either me or it's Heather. Choose. <laughs> Who's right? <laughs> choose. So I'm, I'm choosing either Chad Tatum is not in the top three of all men or all people. You said all humanity. Well, right. we'll, we'll just go. Oh. We'll just go top five men of all time. <laughs> He either is or he isn't. Which one do you choose? Man, let me think about the men. <laughs> all the men of the world. Let me think about all the men. Well, while you continue, well, while, while you think, I'll continue. I'll, I'll finish my little part. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Then we'll go, go back ahead. to it. Um, okay. But, I mean, I do, I, I really do have this weird, deep love for Step Up to the Streets. 
just everything about it, even though like, especially the story is incredibly cheap and, and cliche and hokey and dumb. And I love every second of it. And I mean, it's one of those things too. I mean, they magically have weather control patterns because they, they magically dance. You know, like they can make the rain happen at the right time and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> this movie is ridiculous, yet it falls completely into the tropes of dance crew movies. Cause that's what we're talking about is we're talking about dance crew movies. At least I am because yes, those are different than your typical dance movies. And I also understand the first step up does not fall into a dance crew movie. It's not. It's more of a traditional dance movie, a la something like a Save the Last Dance or a Honey or something like that. Or a, even a, uh, uh, what's it called? Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey. Um, dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, yes. Or an, even a uh, Lombada, the Forbidden or a Dance. Not a Showgirls. <laughs> That's not a dance movie. They don't dance. But it just, you know, it, 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 it falls into one of those types of things. And, but to step up to and on our dance crew movies, and I tend to like those more. But that's all I'll say for the rest of this part. Justin, do you have an answer for us? <laughs> Other than you were hoping I'd forget. Okay. Top, is he top three of humanity? Okay. Well, I was, I was just saying, do you think he's <laughs> he, top five men of all time or not? Okay. Let me, th- okay. Simplify it a little so, bit for you. All right, I'm just going to go by a list and just say who he's not better than, and let's see if he winds up at five. He does not look better than The Rock. He does not look better than Brad Pitt. Oh, you're wrong on that. No, he does not. He does not look better. I think Ryan Reynolds looks better than him. I think Ryan Gosling looks better than him. And I think... Hmm. Is there a fifth? Hmm. Chris Hemsworth looks better than him. So no, he is not top five. <laughs> I stated when we did the visit that I have never felt more betrayed in my life. I'm sorry, Sterling. And I, he I, doesn't make the top I five. I stand corrected. You know, I was first literally you about guys to stab me in the back with Kroll. And then I'm so sorry, Sterling. I tried the Sterling. With the visit. Sterling. I tried so hard, dude. I and really did. The coup de gras, <laughs> the piece de la resistance, <laughs> the finale, the the exclamation point at all. Betrayed again about my boy Channing. I was literally about to say that like every Chris of the Marvel Universe is better looking than Channing Tatum. At that was what I was about to say. Damn minds. Not at all. The Ryans and the Chris's. All of them are better looking than Channing Tatum. Chris Evans. Yeah. Idris Elba. Evans, Pratt, Pine. Pratt? Are you fucking serious? You're going to bring. I don't know about Chris Pratt. I don't know about Chris Pratt. No. Yeah. I don't know about Chris Pratt. I don't think Chris Pratt. Jurassic Park, Chris Pratt. Come on now. No, no. Justin named the two people that are higher than Channing. When he said Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And Idris Elba. Oh, okay. And that is it. I'm sorry. Chris Evans, though, and Chris Hemsworth. I'm sorry. You can't. They both look way better than Channing Tatum. I'm no, sorry. Chris that, that's, Hemsworth, Sterling. That's 4A, Chris 4B. Hemsworth? 4A, 4B. 
<laughs> not beating a Channing. Not beating a Channing. Evans almost tops every person I can think of on that list. No, no, no. 4A, 4B. Not beating. Well, you know what, man? I, I have to I have to give it to you. Your love for that man. I beat because I don't know how you respect. look at Chris Hemsworth. I, I gotta respect you for that. Or Chris Evans. Yeah. Do you know why? Do you know why he's sexier? Because he hate why? fucks a floor in a movie and I get to watch it. But tell me if you didn't see Hemsworth or Evans doing that, you wouldn't feel even more of that. You know what? They can't. They <laughs> can't. They don't have the magic. Honestly, they don't have Matt the magic Bomer. in the mic. They don't. Matt Bomer from they Magic don't. Mike is better looking. Out your they goddamn have, mind. Out they don't have that magic in the mic, man. Mind. They, don't, they, don't, they don't have that magic in the mic. <laughs> I can't believe you guys don't think Chris Pratt is attractive. That man is so attractive. Yeah, not he's not on those lists at all. <laughs> he's number like 25. <laughs> but anyways, we digress. Please continue. Oh, no, I'm exactly on the point I want to be on. <laughs> the betrayal. Oh, what? The hurt. I probably utter, ruined your friendship with each other, but thank you, Jastin. <laughs> the utter disrespect for that man is just unfounded. <laughs> I have nothing against him. He's just not near my top five. Matthew Bronner? Are you serious? Chris Pratt. You're saying Andy fucking Dwyer. Out your damn mind. Or am I saying Star-Lord? Come on now. Yeah, guess what? Star-Lord's not better looking and not a better dancer. Well, definitely not a better dancer. Because I will give it to that man. Channing Tatum is an amazing dancer. For sure. Yeah. His number in this movie was pretty tight, too. And See, he had that yeah, so you should have seen the first that, one. And he had that flowing T-shirt. He was pretty tight in this. Yeah, he's an amazing dancer. I will never doubt. I will never even question that. All right. Let's move on, because I do want to address that specific dance sequence. But I might as well save that for spoilers. So let's go ahead and move on. And maybe, you know the pain from these daggers in my spine will alleviate a little bit and I'll be able to continue. Uh, so Justin, what is your recommendation and score for this movie? All right. Yeah. Um, it was all right, man. Um, I think that if you're a person who likes these sort of films, if you're a fan of like uh, th these dance movies or any of these just kind of I guess you could call them competition movies where, you know, there's somebody and there's some sort of a competition and they, you know, they have to band together with some misfits and they, they, they become awesome by the end and, you know, go for the big dance, so to speak. If you like those kinds of films, then I could see this appealing to you. It has all of those uh, formulaic beats to it. Um, you know, now me personally, I'm just I guess I'm just more of a kind of a meat and potatoes kind of person. I like, uh, you, you know, I, I just like my story to I, I like my stories just to have a little more depth. I like, uh, you, you know, I just I want you to kind of, you know, 
spend some more time with the characters so that I care about them a little bit more. And that is definitely not what this tried to do. I think that, like I said, I think this was really just scenes to get from dance number A to dance number B. So I'd have to recommend it to, to those types of people, or even just like the, you know, that, that demographic that would find this uh, appealing. So on one end, you've got, you've got, it's got some, good dance numbers and things like that. And then on the other end, it's not really much of a movie as far as stories. So I think that that puts me right in the middle of things. So um, that's where I'm going to go. I'll go right down the middle and we'll give it a 50 uh, mustard mustaches because you're eating tofu hot dogs out of a hundred. Heather, what about you? Yeah, I definitely recommend this. I mean, it's, so much fun like it's it's just i mean it's good too that you don't necessarily need to have seen the first one or any of the other ones to enjoy this by itself but also i mean if you enjoy um if you enjoy dancing and different types of dancing and different genres of that if you enjoy um lots of different types of music and things like that this is just a it's a fun film and yeah there's is not without its flaws for sure but it is just so much fun and yeah, when I when I told one of my friends I was doing this movie for this podcast, she was like, uh, can I watch it with you? Like, <laughs> it's just a fun movie. And yeah, I, I think it's definitely, you know, it, it's not going to be one like if you're looking for the meat and potatoes, kind of like what Jason was saying, then this is not going to be your cup of tea for sure. But it is, you know, if you just want a fun, fun dance moves, great soundtrack, just have a good time watching a movie. Um, I think this will do the job. So I do definitely recommend it for that. And I'm going to give it 83 Jabberwocky cameos out of a hundred. I think you are right, Justin, in, in, in your assessment too, Heather with, this is not a meat and potatoes movie. This movie is a box of donuts. It's got zero <laughs> nutritional value. <laughs> It can give you cavities, can make you gain weight. It could, if you eat enough of it, maybe, you know, might give you diabetes. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes a good donut is fucking worth it. <laughs> I mean, I like that. This is like that perfect box. Like if you go to like a Dunkin' Donuts or something or whatever local, like local donut shoppy you want to go to. and. <laughs> you get like a mixed dozen and you get home with it. You don't look at it and you get all the way home. And every single one of those donuts is one you like, you know, you don't get any of those weird ones, like the pink ones with sprinkles. Those aren't good. Nobody actually likes those. And this one's all good. You've got like your blueberry cakes, your Boston creams, your French crawlers, you know, a plain chocolate, a plain glazed, maybe a, a long John, you know, you, or, you know, you get that nice, good jelly filled and you get that nice, good cream feel, you know, cream filled. It's It's got all the good donuts in it. Maybe, maybe a plain cake. And if you don't like a plain cake donut, I'm sorry, something's wrong with you. Those are delicious too. Also maybe known as an old fashioned donut, if you will, you know, just a simple like box of just amazing donuts. That's what this movie is. You don't need to eat it. You probably shouldn't at times. But sometimes it's just fucking worth it and you want it 
and you keep eating them and they're delicious. So with that, I'm going to say I do recommend it. And as weird as this is going to be, considering it's on Heather's list of essential movies, my score is actually higher than hers. And I'm going to give it, and I'm going to be trying to be a little bit more objective than I maybe would just, you know, off the cuff or just like deep down in my heart. It's an 87. It's an 87 Channing Tatum swinging on a pipe and dropping down, taking off his loose shirt for at least a nice tight tank out of 100. Do I at least get points for the fact that you and I have the same movie on an essentials list? No, because you betrayed me. (laughs) So on that note, you guys ready for spoilers? Yeah. Sure. Uh, Heather, would you like to go first or would you like me to? Go ahead. Okay. So back on to that topic with the, you know, Channing Tatum, uh, Brianna dance sequence that we see earlier in the, the movie. I do hate the fact that they brought out trampolines for them just to kind of bounce around on a little bit. Like the trampolines have zero payoff with the exception of like two moves in the entire dance battle, which one of them is when Channing Tatum does the, uh, like a version of a suicide drop onto him when he just sits there and does like the father, son, Holy spirit and falls straight back onto it. Oh yeah. And when he does the, uh, when he does like the running, like triple bounce to get up on the said pipe that I was talking about. Those are only the real times that kind of pays off. Um, I do think, I do think Andy's dancing and that was kind of weak because like I said earlier, I don't necessarily like the solo dance sequences in this movie. I think in general, they are a little weak. Uh, And that includes just like the solo battle sequences like that one between Andy and Channing Tatum. I, I do like the opening dance sequence when, with the four one Oh crew on the, on the, on the subway train, the subway. Yeah. Um, I do think that that was a very creative dance sequence. And I just hate that. Like the next one you see is the weird trampoline fight. And then the next one you see is Andy trying out for MSA. And then the next one you see is weird douche guy, you know, doing his interpretive dance and uh, his brother not liking it. And then you see Andy doing her interpretive dance and they're like, oh, haha, this girl can't dance like us. And then the next dance that dancing we see is Moose on the Stairs. I think those that's a very, very bad section when it comes to the actual dancing. Where it does get a reprieve for me, though, is how much better the dance sequences get after that. And I do think that that tends to be a problem in a lot of these movies. When they do some of the solo dance sequences, they don't always click depending on how they're doing it. I think they are better than in this movie, but it's still, to me, a noticeable change in quality between those and the crew dance sequences. Now I do like a lot of the things they set up with some of this stuff. I do like, you know, the, the, the salsa dancing sequence where it's doesn't have, you know, a crazy complicated, uh, you know, dance choreography, but I thought it's a very good establishing shot of them just all kind of doing simple dancing 
but it really kind of yeah. builds the relationships within that group just via simple dancing. And I do really kind of like that. Uh, but one other kind of big gripe I do have about this movie is the, the weird dynamic Andy has with the 410 crew at the beginning of this movie where that guy's like, no, we've got a gig. A, who hires just dance crews to come do gigs at places? <laughs> but also it's like, it always just feels like all the problems that she has with those crew members are solely because she has zero conversations with any of them, but like two of them. And you just kind of feel that if like at any point that she had just gone, now nah, I got to do this or I'm going to leave or I'm going to have to leave. Maybe the other people would have been more understanding and also would have at least also been, you know, kind of appreciative of the fact right. that she's getting this opportunity and she, you know, she can't be there for every day because, you know, she's actually being forced to get these dance lessons, which in turn only would make her a better dancer. It could, you know, expand her skill set, which she could add to the, the 410's repertoire. Right. But like she never does. She just won't talk to any of them outside her two quote unquote best friends in those sequences. And it makes no sense. Like, it's just one of those things where this artificial problem in this movie can just be kind of solved with a post-it note. <laughs> and in other movies, I probably would be harder on it for that, for that, uh, for that reason. But ultimately this is a fucking dance movie. Who gives a fuck? Like that, those aspects of it don't matter because that's not what this movie's about. This movie is about showcasing the dancing skills of some of these people and you know, the, the, the dance choreography. I just, as, and as, it's weird because as much as I love the end of this movie and I love the dance sequence at the end of it, the whole setup for it is ridiculous. Like, you know, they go <laughs> yeah. to the streets that they're invited to. So somebody texted them the location of the streets but then when they show up, everybody's like, fuck you, leave. Who texted them then? Right. Who sent out <laughs> right. the text message? So I don't understand that. And then all these people are just like booing her. And yet she's still somehow to, able to get them listen because she's just like, guys, please listen. And then I'll get off the stage. And then they're just like, oh, well, we want her off the stage. So I guess we'll listen then. Like, when has a crowd ever done that? <laughs> when they don't like something. Um, and then they're like, you know, she does this whole thing and then she's like, we're going out to the streets where this all began. That's dumb. Yeah, that was <laughs> <Yeah>. dumb. <laughs> that whole speech was pretty dumb. I'll be honest. It was, but it's one of those things. At least it works out because of how good the dance sequence was afterwards. Right. Because if that dance sequence wasn't good afterwards, it wouldn't have worked. It would have completely solidified this as a bad movie. But sure enough, they go outside into a parking lot and it rains. And then somehow they were able to do all this dancing on just super, super, super absurdly wet, uh, like asphalt, which right. I don't know how any of them did it just destroy their joints when they're like spinning on the ground and it's all because ultimately they're not actually dancing on asphalt and they have this whole <laughs> setup where it's like, uh, 
you know, it's like they're not actually in the asphalt parking lot. For some reason, this building has like an actual poured concrete parking lot for its streets. You know, its streets are a poured parking lot foundation. And still, though, when they're doing some of the, like the knee drops they do and all this other stuff, I was like, that would still tear you the fuck up. You wouldn't get that nice like fluidity on it. But of course, the whole explanation is, oh, well, that's because, you know, the rain. But like, that's just really not also what rain would do in that circumstance either. Now, granted, I don't really dance ever, so I don't know some of the mechanics of it. All I do know is I have fallen on my knees before in a parking lot and it hurts. (laughs) So I can't see falling on your knees while dancing in a parking lot feeling good. Even if it is raining and I, and while also I have never danced in a parking lot or done, you know, a spin if you will, in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> the technical term for it. Well, Justin knows what that is though. It's a, it was actually yeah. a wrestling reference. Yeah, it's actually a wrestling oh, okay. reference. But it's yeah. not off from some of the stuff they were doing. Yeah, it is a break dance move though. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it is essentially a windmill. Is all it is. Okay. And it's, you start on your knees and then you do a windmill. Yeah. So it's, it's what, if I'm remembering correctly, that's what the beast does in this parking lot. He does a version of that. Um, whilst I've never done one of those on in a parking lot, I have fallen on the ground and rolled in a parking lot and that did not feel good. So I can't figure out how spinning myself around on asphalt would work. (laughs) Um, I have also been rollerblading before and, and fallen on my wrists in a street and or parking lot. So I also do not understand how one would put their hand on the ground and spin on it and then have any flesh left on their hands. It's preposterous, <laughs> but I'll be damned. Does that shit not look good though? Right. Like it looks great. And like I said, uh, a big part of that so- uh, that final song that is actually like, I don't know, like at least 29 different songs combined into one. A big chunk of it is Bounce by Timbaland. And I love that song. I absolutely love it. It's one of my all-time favorite songs. And 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 just with that, I'm not going to lie, it just kind of amps me up, gets me pumped. I always feel energized when I'm done watching that movie. Like, it's like the movie equivalent of a of a of a cup of coffee i'm just i'm i'm there got my pick me up if i if i actually was able to wake up in the mornings early enough to watch this movie before i actually had to get up and get ready and go to work i'd probably be the most like morning person ever but then i'm assuming that people would argue if i need to watch a hour and a half long movie to start my day right i'm not really (laughs) a movie per or uh, not really a morning person so it's a lot easier for me to wake up 30 minutes before I got to leave and just drink some coffee. But in the end, no matter how weak a lot of the elements in this movie are, and some of them are very weak, I think as a whole for the type of movie it is, it works and I love it. And I think we should end with Heather since it's her movie. So Justin, go next. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, just for me, it's just, I mean, it really is just um, uh, a tale of two halves, 
when when I think about it, I think that if I ever was going to revisit this, I don't know. I feel like you could just kind of skip to the good dance numbers. And I don't know if any of the story <laughs> elements matter enough to see them again. You know, it's it, it's just such forgettable stuff. I mean, you you just seen it a hundred times before. And, you know, and the funny thing is, is that the, there were some elements that I think if they had just tried to develop a little bit more, you know, you probably could have had some of those emotional beats and investment, like this whole story about her mom dying and everything like that. That was pretty tragic. Uh, but, you know, it would have been nice instead of just quoting her mom a lot, you know. It would have been nice to have gotten a scene with her and her mom and seen what her mom looked like or seen some of that wisdom laid down from her mom or something like that. You know, I feel like if the movie wanted to or tried, it could have, you know, it could have gotten some of those things. And yeah, I totally agree with Sterling, like the conflict that she had with this group. It was just so weird because it was like. We're, we're a family. We're supposed to be a family. But then the movie never really gave me any of those elements to make me understand how this how they were a family to her other than, OK, they were a crew. And, you know, we saw the cool subway scene where they danced together. But then after that, I mean, pretty much every single one of those characters is just kind of one way, like the like like the guy who was kind of the leader of them. He was one way the entire time, you know, he just never had any understanding. He just never, you know, seemed to be misunderstood or maybe there was some good in him or whatever. He was always yelling or always complaining or always angry or always, you know, he didn't seem like somebody who a person would even mistake as family or a good friend or anything like that. So a lot of it was kind of like I failed to see how these were people that she cared about because it just didn't seem <laughs> like they cared much for her except for the one that kind of quit uh, the, the, the 401 group at the end and came and said, hey, you know, I don't appreciate them. Uh, I don't appreciate the way they did you. And, you know, it, I, I quit that group too and I want to join you guys. Other than that moment, you really don't get any i don't really understand why she cared about them or why she thought they cared for her or anything like that and even when that character does that it's kind of jarring because up until that point you just don't really get the story elements needed to get to that moment you know you don't you don't get any heartfelt moments like that until the end so it just kind of is jarring uh, for, for, for the movie itself. And I don't know that, that that's just kind of, you know, and I felt like maybe there was some pieces there that they could have expounded on, but it kind of just, uh, chose not to, but I get it. You know, it is what it is, but you know, the, those are just things that I feel like, uh, you, you know, you, you had a chance to kind of develop some of these characters and some of these things. And then, you know, whenever we get to the, the, the new group, um, 
and everything like that. The, 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 they were definitely much more appealing than the group that she was in. And I get it that they, they needed to be so that she would join them and you would, we would all agree that she made the better decision. But yeah, that whole 401 group and the conflict with them was all just kind of weird. Also, they, the, the, the school group, the new group that she was with, they kind of started shit whenever they kind of put the, the, the fish in the guy's house. I was like, okay, so you guys got dissed whenever y'all went to the competition and, and everything like that. So I get it. You know, you got dissed, you got booed off the stage and everything like that, which was also kind of weird because those people like didn't even give them a chance. I mean, they had barely started the dance number and everybody was like, boo, this sucks. This is terrible or whatever. So I get that you were angry about that, but then they sort of broke into this guy's house and, uh, (laughs) you know, put, put a fish in there and then sent him a video about it so you know they kind of vandalized and did that to him and uh, you know at the at the moment I didn't even really feel like he deserved that at the moment and then later you know he beats up her uh, boyfriend to be and stuff like that and he gets mad but it all kind of felt retaliatory to what happened to him so even that was a a, a weird storyline d- decision to me. Why not let somebody get beat up first, then have the fish, then it kind of, you know, make it a revenge thing. But but I just don't like when good guys do bad things first and then I'm supposed to think I'm supposed to root for them. It just made it harder to root for them after that. And that was just a very weird storyline choice to me but uh but, but but the last thing i'll say is that yeah definitely the last dance number was good um and it was just very effective the the rainwater and yeah v- definitely impractical but i just love the lighting effects and the the you know there was some very excellent choreography and i just wish that the film had been more consistent with that choreography if you're going to say screw the story and we're just going to go all in on the dancing then go all in on the dancing you know it can't just be good at the end it's got to be like that throughout and I agree with Sterling you know it did lack consistency in the dance quality because like some of the dance numbers I really wasn't impressed until I got to the end so I was just watching dancing but I wasn't invested in the characters because the movie didn't give me that. And then I'm watching these dance numbers and they're not impressive enough to where I'm like, oh, man, you know that, you know, this is very impressive. Just eye catching dancing. I didn't feel like that to the end. So I feel like the movie really is just one good dance number. And I don't know. I know that that probably doesn't mean doesn't sound like the movie is good, but that's kind of what I left with. And if I would watch anything again, it would definitely be uh, that that final dance number. But other than that, I mean, those are probably uh just the spoiler things that I had. Oh yeah. And then the last thing I guess I'll say is just, um, you know, but overall I thought that the cast for, for what they had, those elements aside, the, the cast I thought was very energetic that they were very attractive people. They, um, 
And like I said, even when the 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 dialogue of the scene, there wasn't much depth to it. Uh, they did carry the movie from point A to point B uh, when they were on screen. And and I really did like this lead. I thought that she uh, uh, did do well and, and nobody really stole the screen from her or anything. I mean, the only time she felt uh, undermatched was when Tatum was there, but that was only a little part of the film. He didn't know. And she got the rest of the movie to kind of, you know, get her swag back and everything. So I did like her uh, as a lead also. All right, Heather, your turn. Yeah. And it is funny too, because that I was thinking that too, about the, the whole like prank video that they did i'm like they're essentially like putting out there for people to see that they just straight up broke into this dude's house (laughs) like they could have been arrested for that there's so many consequences they could have had for that and that was just super ridiculous and you're right like i think the whole like let's put a fish in his house like it was not warranted and also i mean i think everything they did up to that point in that video was better anyway like You know, just like the silly, like dancing behind them so that and nobody knew that it was them. You know, they could have had a different way that they ended that video where it would have been more like lighthearted and funny. And they kind of just took it to a different extreme and it was not necessary. So I do get what you mean about that, too. And also about the um, like the leader of that group of the 410 um, Tuck. He was also just kind of the worst, though, because he was he might have been one of the worst actors in that movie because all he did was huff around and be like you should respect me because i'm the leader and then like he just did this whole like arms crossed mad face thing all the time like you were just supposed to be super intimidated by him all the time and that's it so he was just not a very good like main villain or antagonist of the movie because that's all he ever did you know and um and i do also agree about the the dancing at the end i mean it's kind of you know it's so good it is a an extremely good and memorable dance scene because any of these movies you know like if i if i'm like talking to people about it and i'm like oh have you seen this one Pretty much the first thing that I ever hear is usually, oh, is that the one where they dance in the rain? (laughs) Because that's like the thing that people remember from these movies. They'll either say, oh, is it the one with Channing Tatum or is it the one where they dance in the rain? Those are the two things I mostly hear when I ask anything about like the step up movies. Um, Yeah. And like it's it's so iconic and it's funny. or I mean, I don't know if I'd say iconic, but it's so memorable, you know, and and it's funny, too. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the lip sync battle show that they do when Tom Holland was on it and he dressed up as Rihanna and he did like this whole thing, but he does his like lip sync battle to that song umbrella by Rihanna. And he a hundred percent steals a bunch of moves from that dance number in his lip sync battle. It's just very funny. And I always think of it when I see that. So, um, but anyway, um, oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've seen that where he does that whole thing where he's yeah. doing the rounds. It's really good and super entertaining. Yeah, he, did a, he did a great job. Yeah. I've seen that he, video. Yeah. He killed tight. it. Yeah. He killed it. But at the end, you know, he does like the whole thing with the rain falling. And then a couple of like the moves that he does is totally what 
Andy does in this movie. And it's so funny because he he nails it. But I'm just like, I know what that's from. Like, it's just very funny. So, um, but yeah, like I just, it, it's a really, it's just so good. Like that dancing, I'm like, man, I want to dance like that. It's so good. You know, um, I do agree though, too, with Sterling about how like the solo ones aren't as good. They're not strong or anything like that. It really is kind of like a, yeah, you're just going from A to B. You got to have some kind of dancing in between to get to these bigger moments. And yeah, the story itself, I mean, the story is not supposed to be, or like the underlying story is not really supposed to be, you know, like a big deal. So the whole aspect of you're not really invested in the characters, I totally get that. I think for... um I think for these types of movies and the type of story they tried to do with these, I mean, it it works better than some of the other ones. Like, you feel like there's at least a little bit of, like, there's not, like, substance to it, but it just, it feels like it works better. And I think it's just because of the dynamics of the characters. Like, I mean, Andy is really good in this. Like, she's a she's a really great lead for this movie. And it's funny because she's not even necessarily the best actress in this, but she's she is at the same time. Like, she's not the most skilled actress, but she's the best one in this movie by far. Um, she has moments where she's really good, like the way that she delivers lines and things like that. I'm like, yeah, she's pretty good. But then there's other times when she's just really like when she's given that whole speech at the end. It's like <laughs> that is just not believable it's not motivating and it's dumb like there's just it's very uneven moments but sometimes when she hits it she hits it and honestly i think that robert hoffman who played chase i think he might have been the most consistent actor in the movie i'm not saying he was great or anything but i think he was a little bit more like i don't know i think believable maybe like he he didn't have any moments where i feel like he was just extremely cheesy like anything he was saying like when he was trying to be flirty it came across flirty when he was trying to be charming with like the old lady he's dancing with in the salsa scene he was charming with it you know he just came across in a very like less cheesy way than some of the other characters did so i actually think that he might have been the most consistent beyond moose who i really like moose I think he's a good side character. I know Sterling had mentioned at the beginning about how, or I mean, he had mentioned before that Moose is in a lot of these movies <laughs> and he's a good character. I like him better as a sidekick than as a main character, because in this, I think he's so great. Like as kind of like, you know, Andy's BFF sort of, you know, just goofy side character. And he's great at it. And his dancing is great. Like he's a really good dancer and it's unexpected. But, um, yeah, so I, I liked his dynamic with Andy as well. And just kind of how he's like the little, you know, I guess like, um, kind of like the anchor in a way with the rest of them too. Like he's just that guy that rallies and he's like, you know, let's just do this. And, you know, you just feel like he's that, that best friend for everybody in the movie. Like he's just a good character, but yeah, I mean, but Andy, for whatever reason, she just stands out more. Something about her presence in this movie is just she's still the best character. So and I liked her chemistry with um, with Chase, with Robert Hoffman in this. I think they had good chemistry. I think their dance numbers together were really good, especially at the end. So, 
Yeah. I mean, it's, and I was trying to think there was something else you had mentioned, Justin, that I wanted to talk about. I can't remember what it was, but either way, I mean, yeah, like there, there are definitely moments too when I'm like, I like the whole movie, but sometimes if I'm just looking for, you know, like the highlights of it, for sure, you just go just straight to the dance scenes. Like that's, <laughs> that's what you do with this, these types of movies. Um, I also didn't necessarily care for her from that kind of joined the group with her. Like I, I appreciate what her character was supposed to be, but she was just kind of a really bad actress. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, she was just she might have been also other than Tuck, she might have been the worst one. But you know, like they just, yeah, I, I understand <laughs> why she's not the worst actress in this movie at all. One of them, she's one of them. No, no, not okay. even close. Well, well. It, I, I, I didn't, I think that a lot of the things that she said were very cheesy and very like, it just felt very forced sometimes with her moments in the movie. But either way, you know, I, I appreciate what her character was and the point of her in the movie. I just, you know, I mean, they're, they're just not as memorable as, you know, the, the leads in this. Like, I mean they have a lot of side characters in these because it's a dance crew movie, right? So that's kind of what it is, but they're just, they don't stand out that much. And yeah, but I, I will say, I also appreciate that while, you know, we know that this main crew wins and they're super good, they didn't make it to where they were like overly, like more amazing than the other group who was also a very good crew. And they also, cause I mean, I think about those movies where it's like these competition movies and they just make it seem like they, they also didn't make it seem like, um, the other crew should have won. Like if you think about a movie, like for example, like a pitch perfect or something like that, where you're like, clearly the other group was actually better and they would have absolutely won this, at least in this, it was realistic enough to be like, okay, I see why the crew that won should have won. Granted, they had an advantage. They were outside in the rain and it looked awesome. But e either way, I just I appreciate that they actually had the skill level to feel like, yeah, they would have absolutely won this. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just enjoy it's just fun. It's a fun movie. I'll never get tired of the soundtrack. And I agree about that song, Bounce. That's a great song. And I like how much they put it in this movie. But and I also like the scene where. Like, it's a scene where they are kind of learning the dance routine. The one that Sterling mentioned about the guys showing off their abs. <laughs> like, that part was stupid. But I like that scene. It was just a fun scene of them, like, kind of that, that kind of showed them as like a crew that's getting to know each other and, you know, a group of people that's like learning together and having fun together. And I just liked that scene. I feel like that showed their real dynamic as a group of friends and a crew. And so I liked it. And I liked the song they played in that too. But I agree. I think <laughs> like some of the shots in that were really dumb. But either way, yeah, it's it's just a really fun movie. And it, it definitely has its flaws. Like, and it's funny because I think we've talked about so many flaws that this movie has. But even still, I'm like, I don't care. It's so great. So I stand by that. I mean... Was some of the stuff you guys were saying about what could have changed to like make some of the stuff better and all this other stuff. Well, yes, that's true. I think the problem was, is you have mainly dancers that are acting in a movie 
and they knew right. the limitations that that would present it to it. So they just didn't even try with some of those aspects because they knew the acting wouldn't be able to actually get them there. But I don't know. Like I said, still love it. I do. Any final thoughts, guys? I'm curious to know who you think the worst actor was in that. I think, honestly, her other friend that stayed in the 410 crew was worse. (laughs) Yeah, she wasn't great either. I I can see that. She just made angry faces all the time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. She was kind of like the female tuck in that way, where it's just like, you make mad faces and that's that's all she's doing to feel intimidating. And that's all she does. Yeah, she was. I mean, I think that's a good uh, point with that. Is she was she was the female talk to me. I just I I think she's the worst. So I can I can stand by that. Plus, there's the other two in the MSA crew. And it's not that they were the worst actresses. They're just their parts were so small that I would claim they're not even acting like they're they're literally just yeah. there to dance. They like, that's it. They are dancers in a movie. They aren't actors. And, and also the other, the other student that was like the, I guess the rival for the main guy's affections, even though she wasn't. Oh yeah. Girlfriend. I mean, she was like that triple threat of like, they, they say she's the triple threat. She can sing, dance and act. What the fuck did she do in this movie either? As far as acting goes, right? but her, but her <laughs> yeah. was yeah. an amazing actor but just kind of there. Yeah. She's barely in it. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not even saying that her, she was a bad actress. I'm just saying if you're like, she's the triple threat and all this other stuff and you just see her dance and her acting. I can't tell you if it was acting. Cause she might as well have just been a person like just <laughs> Joe right. blow student. Her, the actress in the movie did know at like, didn't do anything that I would really call acting. She wasn't bad. Right. I was never like, Oh, that was a horrible line delivery, but it was still just like a, you're just still kind of there. And honestly, she was there to kiss moose at the end. That's the whole reason why her character's in this movie is so she can kiss moose at the end. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> she was there to and be then, snobby. Yeah. And then her heart was warmed. And then she was like, I want some moose dick. Which sounds way worse than it is. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's true, though, because, yeah, like she she didn't even get to show off any of her talent that they said that she had. And if I'm thinking right, she's actually a professional singer in real life. But yeah, either way, it's like she didn't do anything like you see one scene of her dancing and that's about it. Yeah. How the fuck do you cast an actual singer? To be a triple threat dancer, actor, singer, and then not have her sing. Yep. Agreed. Because I didn't know she was a singer until I think she, I think she has a song on the soundtrack. But yeah, I had no idea even who she was. And I was like, oh, she can sing. That's bonkers. I'm knocking two points off for that. It's an 85 now. (laughs) How do you do that? I'm just saying, how do you cast a singer and not have them sing? When you say the character is a singer too. Like if they didn't put that. If they didn't say, oh, yeah, she's also a singer, then I wouldn't care. But when you're like, man, yeah, she can sing and you have a singer as that character and you just don't even have them walking by like a rehearsal room and she's singing through a window. Nothing. Right. That is dumb. Yeah. But I will say I also do agree about like the opening dance number 
that was really good. Like, I think that that was a great way to open up this movie. And it really kind of set the tone of like what I expected. And while it didn't get to that point again until a little later in the movie, it was just a really great opening way to do like a movie like this. And and I think that's where I disagree with Justin when he's like, oh, it's all about the one number. I think you have the opening number and the ending number, which, yes, are by far the strongest actual collective dance numbers. But I think that there are dance elements in there that might not strictly be considered dance numbers that I do think work very well throughout the movie. Yeah. But anything else, guys? Nope. No, I think. Oh, yeah. And that was another thing. Uh I just wish at the end stakes, that was another thing that I felt like was kind of missing from this. I think that this is one of the first competition movies I've ever seen where it didn't really feel like I'm not sure what was one other than pride, I guess, respect. I mean, (laughs) but what what does that I don't know. It would have just been nice to see a trophy or to see this have implications for something or, you know, I mean, what did they really win? I mean, if there's another dance competition next week, who says that the 401 doesn't beat them then, you know, it just didn't feel like anything was really one. So I don't know. I mean, it would just, it would have just, I think that was another thing that I needed. You know, if you're going to have all the tropes, why not just throw that trope in there too? You know, it would have been nice to see the crew with the trophy or a crew. Oh, you're going to some. Now we're going to, you know, you've got an opportunity at this big national. If somebody could have mentioned it at the end, you know, I don't know. It would have just been nice if it, it felt like there were stakes other than pride or respect or whatever that was at the end. So that was another thing too, man. It really, there needed to be some stakes, uh, higher stakes, I guess you would say, than like something intangible, like, you know, my pride or whatever. Well, Justin, what I was going to say is if you want stakes, watch step up three, step up four or step up five, because all of them, the, 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 final dance competition thing, whatever you want to call it is like their livelihood and like, or where they live or whatever is like, they have to win the prize money or they're going to lose it. So you get that in abundance in step ups (laughs) three through five. Okay, cool, cool. Which are still somehow not better than the second one. So because to me, I found it refreshing that this was like the only dance movie where there wasn't a gigantic cash prize that determined everything at the end. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm just saying it's just funny because you would think the stakes and all of that would make it more like if they had that, that would have made it a better movie than the others. And it was a better movie than the others without well, it. But I'm just saying like for this, like, like I said, for for me, it was refreshing to not see that trope, especially because it just comes back in abundance later on in the series. Just stakes and yeah. stakes and stakes. More <laughs> stakes than you could ever want. More stakes than a Lowry's, Justin. <laughs> that's a lot of steak 
Well, and I'm not even saying cash or money. I mean, hell, just a damn trophy of clipping in the newspaper. <laughs> I mean, something. Oh, just look, in we're, the price, like I said, their you know, is they like revolutionized said, you know, MSA. We're, you know, like I said, you know, like, oh, look, we're, you know, we're going to some big, we, we qualified for some big national competition. You know, if there was just, if it just felt like that mattered more, because like I said, all I could think was, well, I mean, in two weeks when there's the next competition, I mean, 401 could just regroup and challenge them again. Or maybe there could have been a scene where her and the 401 group meet up and they're like, you know what, man? And the and he's like, you know what, man, y'all were pretty tight, man. I'm not going to lie. You know, that that <laughs> dance number in the rain was pretty tight. Y'all got my respect. <laughs> and he just walks the fuck off. You know, I don't know. Like, I just if I had felt like something had been won, <laughs> I just right, would have enjoyed that. <laughs> I know how to fix this. <laughs> have you ever been in a wrestling match where the only thing that at stake was beating your opponent? yeah yeah that's what that's what they did that's what was at stake and they did it mm, okay good little personal analogy there you know, I, I can hear the wheels turning jason <laughs> no i was waiting on you to stop speaking um the, the the uh the but the thing is is that typically yeah they do that sometimes but normally it's there's something that you're winning there's maybe you're going into higher ranks so you're trying to become a number one contender or maybe the guy was you know beat up one of your friends or you got jumped in the back or they did. maybe this has title implications or something like that you know there's a championship and the, you got to go through this guy to get to normally there is something that the two people are trying to re- to win even and even if there's nothing you know the announcers try to make the point oh man this is gonna have big implications for championships and stuff if he can win this he's gonna move up in the rankings or something like that and you just didn't get the sense that any of that was happening here i mean you well, just didn't really well, andy got to stay at msa because she proved to her, you know, to the dean or whatever, that her dancing was a valid type of dancing. Uh, Moose got to then pursue what he wanted to do by being able to be in the dance department. And Moose got the girl because of the dance at the end. I think those are all stakes because if they didn't win, maybe Andy ends up going down to Texas. Maybe Moose just has to stay in whatever he was in then. Oh, lighting. Because apparently you can go to high school for lighting. And then he wouldn't have also got the girl and he could have died lonely. Those are some stakes, Justin. But I don't know. I feel like they could have lost and still got all those things. I mean, they they could have lost, but the teacher could have still been impressed. I mean, they could have lost, but he still got the girl. Justin, (laughs) tonight, the New York Jets lost to the Denver Broncos. Are you impressed by them? (laughs) No, you're not. No. Exactly. Nobody is impressed by losers. Dang. <laughs> I'm just saying, Justin, you're impressed by winners, not losers. I know that you might not like that feeling because you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, Justin. And so you're just used to those L's and it being unimpressive. And so you want to have that bright side look of things. 
where you're like, well, even though we lost, there were some good elements to it. But in the end, Justin, still a loss. And that's not impressive. I get that, but that's a false equivalency. I mean, all I'm saying is none of I'm talking about the story element of the movie. You're talking about I don't know how you got to football, but all I'm saying is none of those things, quote unquote, won at the end of the film were predicated on them winning the dance competition. But that's what I'm saying, Justin, is Moose wouldn't have gotten the girl because nobody's impressed by a loser by losers she was impressed so he got the girl moose goes to the dance department because his dancing was impressive because it was winning dancing and andy got to stay at msa because the dance guy was impressed by some winning dancing that's all i'm saying man if it was losing dancing you'd go man if i wanted loser dancers i would have you guys in the dance department but i don't because we don't like losers now go back to doing your other stuff. So much stakes. I just, I don't oh, see how stakes. the stakes could have been higher. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you want somebody to die, Jastin? Is that what you want? Did you want like somebody to be holding a gun up to the dance crew and be like, you better win this or you will die? Well, it definitely would have made it more memorable. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That would have been kind of tight. And then at the end, he's like, man, that was some winning dancing. And he you starts crying and just... Yeah, he just drops the gun and just starts crying. He just takes the, the gun. It's just so beautiful. He just takes the gun and goes and turns himself into the police. Yeah, because because he was so moved by the man. dancing, so moved. And then when he gets out of jail, he could have been in part seven, eight, nine. You know, you could, you know, you you could have right. used that. All right, I retract my statement. That would have been actually some cool stakes. <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> I like how you're the one that digressed. I'm the one that put that out there, yet you're the one that digressed. I love that. Yes. But on that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Simulslayers podcast. Check us out at www.simulslayers.com or check us out on Facebook at Simulslayers podcast or on Twitter and Instagram at cinema underscore slayers. So this is one of Heather's essential movies. And just remember, according to Justin, essentially what should be considered an essential movie because it's a best picture winner. And that would be moon Knight. Yeah. Step up to the streets. I really thought you were going to sing the hokey pokey. I should have, but that's a good time to end it because I still feel so betrayed.